Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. Today, we just literally, uh, I just, I guess, literally just came back from playing softball. It was the first day of the season for us uh, and uh, for the Jaguars. But uh, I thought this was interesting <laughs> for uh, a topic was that, you know, a lot of people, you know, come to our podcast and say, you know, they want to exercise, they want to just do a whole bunch of things, but they don't know where to start. And we thought one of the things that we do a lot, I mean, you guys play cricket and you love it. And I love playing softball, even though I'm terrible at it. Um, but I just love enjoying it. And I almost missed the chance of playing today because, um, you know, you know, kids were busy and had to want to care and need my help. But I really want to play. I just, it's one of those things I enjoy every single week. And I miss, I miss it when I don't do it. What about you guys? Did you guys feel the same way? Yeah, well, look, I had my presentation day today. So I had my cricket presentation. And I officially, when I left cricket... The other day, you know, after losing the grand final, I must say, we lost the grand final. It was a dismal day. But I, I, I resigned from cricket. And today, at the, you know, as, as it always is, you hang around your mates, you have a bit of camaraderie, a bit of chumming, you know, a bit of muck around, and it's all good fun. I kind of felt this hollowness, this emptiness, as if I was leaving a massive part of me behind me. You know, I've been playing with this club for 20-something years, and all of a sudden now I'm not going to be playing with them anymore because, you know, I'm going to try and do other things, maybe play some other team sports, but definitely there's something to do with, you know, playing a team sport that just it makes you feel more complete. It's like a marriage. <laughs> Damo, you, you'll go on next to you, Damo, because I know that you're as big a cricket tragic as I am. So I'm, <laughs> I'm an absolute cricket nuffy, and I, I play... I play outdoor cricket in summer. I play indoor cricket in winter, and uh, and I just can't get enough. And I'm but I'm a bit like you though, Damo. Sometimes I get to the end of the season, I finish the last game, and I think, oh, see, I don't know if I'll go around again next year. You know, I've got all this other stuff going on. And then about two weeks after the season finishes, I'm looking up the calendar trying to figure out when next season starts. <laughs> like, when can I start playing again? When's pre-season start, fellas? You know. And, uh, and I just love it and get so much out of it. And it's such a fun way to stay active and to stay fit that I just think it's, it's great. I wouldn't, couldn't be without it. There's definitely, definitely something that catches you in there because, look, I've been to the gym. In, in fact, I've been to the gym more than once. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't mind it. You know, I, I don't mind it until those personal trainers get in your face. And then, you know, I've, I've had a personal trainer. In fact, I've still got a personal trainer. They get in your face and as much as they annoy you, you know, incredibly valuable at times. And then I've also done exercise at home. That's my insanity. I love insanity. You know, I'm still very much addicted to that. But I'll easily just jump on my bike and go for a ride or, you know, leave the bike behind and go for a run. So I do like just doing the lone exercise stuff where you get time to kind of get into that meditative trance and just learn more about where you're at at that point in time or explore what's going on in your mind. But that, that, that feeling that you get with contributing to a team event, I think it actually uh, projects into your whole life. It actually makes things better, I, I think. Yeah, I think, I think there's a whole bunch of skills that you'll learn playing sport and particularly playing team sport that can translate into all the other areas of your life, um, whether that's your work, whether that's your wellness and your health, you know, whichever bit it is, it can really translate across. Um, so you know, one of the things I think you can really learn from sport is discipline. 
you know, any sport, no matter what it is, the more you practice, the better you get at it. And you can really learn that that discipline from playing a sport that can translate into all other areas of your life. And that might be your health, you know, that might be your diet, it might be your exercise regime, where you're, you're learning skills in the sport that you can then translate across into other areas of your life too. Um, and I think that mental side of the sport is really important. It's something that can really help you grow and develop as a person, even though it's just kind of a fun activity where you're kicking around with your mates. Um, you can actually grow and develop and learn a lot of stuff that can be really important. I think mm. your I think your true personality really comes out in sport. You know, like I don't know about you guys, but you know, all of a sudden you you might be the non-competitive person in regular life, but all of a sudden <laughs> when you know when competition is there, it's like all of a sudden you just you know your your emotion starts coming out, and that's what you're talking about, Brett. Is that when you're when you're playing sport, you actually get to learn a lot about yourself. You know how you handle um, tough situations, how you handle your emotions. You know, are you going to lose it on the umpires, or you're going to lose it on the referees, or you're going to lose it on the other teams? Are you going to pick a fight or you know how do you handle your <laughs> charge the mound um, it does break your port yeah <laughs> but what, what about just even just how do you handle yourself like with disappointment you know when you don't uh which happens to me a lot <laughs> after a strikeout um you know how do you handle yourself are you gonna you know beat yourself down are you gonna put your head down and are you gonna self-talk yourself um out you know that you can't play anymore or are you gonna just challenge yourself and say okay what do i need to work on what specific skill do i need to improve on i got you know you you guys know me well enough that I'm I love like the extra edge of every little thing and even though I'm terrible at softball I love playing it because there's so many little fundamental skills I like I could work on during practice you know where it can just enhance that little bit but because it's a sport it's a fun way to actually utilize some of those skills and activities that is actually doesn't require a lot of mental activity whereas at work sometimes it can be like tedious it can be creating um, things that are just boring and to, to improve yourself but when it comes to sport it's, it's a fun activity I think you can learn a lot about just how you can improve oneself just by in team sport even or even individual sports yeah absolutely there's, uh, there's so many benefits, and I think it's worth talking about the benefits in terms of your fitness as well. Um, so, you know, there are, there are certain skills that you can learn in the gym, um, and there are certain skills you can learn by, you know, running or cycling or whatever it is. But I think there are certain skills that you can get from, um, from your team sports, from actually getting out there and playing a sport that you don't necessarily get in other areas. Um, so, you know, the benefits of the, you know, the testing out your reflexes, you know, testing out your agility, um, you know, moving in all different directions. You know, if we're talking about cricket, you know, um, you're really testing out your body in a whole different way to perhaps being on a static machine in a gym where you're only moving, you know, one muscle in one direction. You're not getting that well-rounded exercise um, and those different more flexible, more uh, dynamic components of exercise that you can actually get from playing a sport that forces you to, to move in different ways than what you would just in a gym or jogging or cycling or whatever it is. Uh, so I think there's a lot of physical benefits you can get from the sport as well in terms of really getting fit and getting that exercise happening. Yeah, those reflexes definitely got to come into play, right? You know, when you know when you're cycling or running, there's not like a lion's going to jump out of nowhere and scare the living daylights out of you and have to start sprinting, right? So, <laughs> not necessarily. In, yeah, in sport, you have to adapt. So all that training that you do with a personal trainer or all that uh, you know activity that you do at the gym 
it's being tested, you know, at, at those limits. And your ability to adapt and prevent injuries during sporting activities is really important. And that's why I get scared because I know a lot of people, you know, I see a lot of my teammates and I see a lot of other, uh, other teams when they play sport, they just kind of go rock up to, to the playing field and they, they kind of do this semi-stretch, you know. <laughs> they don't really, they, they think they can, they're still 18 years old and uh, they think you can do a little bit of stretch and a little bit of jogging and think that's really good preparation. And those are the weekend warriors that we see in our practice who come in on Monday morning thinking, oh, I just hurt myself because I haven't played football in, you know, two years or the, you know, in the summer and, and I'm hurt. I can't move. And, um, you know, people don't respect that you have to really train yourself and be prepared and have a really good preseason to get ready for sport because it's, you know, sudden activity. It's a, it's a quick movement, quick reflexes, and you have to move quickly and you have to adapt and you have to prepare for yourself uh, in those situations. I guess it depends what sport you're talking about too, LT, because, you know, something like uh, darts might be a little bit less strenuous than, you know, something like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, rugby, for instance. You know, there's uh, there's different sports with different uh, skill sets required, but, but we're sort of talking about a bit more active sports. More we? active sports. Hey, there's a lot of reflexes <laughs> and wrist action and, and darts. <laughs> but can I just say, you raise a really great point, though, and that is that team sport doesn't have to be cricket or footy or rugby or lacrosse or softball or baseball. It could be darts. Why couldn't it be? It could be netball. It could be oh, netball is, you know, tough. Like, you know, you actually need gridiron gear to play netball these days. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, you know the, the whole idea between behind a team sport is the interaction with other people. Now, some people join a triathlon club so they can train with other people, but then they go out in the road and they hit the, you know, they go that sport themselves. Some people actually do the team entry for triathlons and, mm. you know, maybe does that count as a team sport i suppose it would but yeah. it's, I, you know I, I think we're talking about bringing other people into your group you know it could be um what's it called temping bowling it could be those sorts of things that don't require a whole lot of um effort necessarily but they require skill and uh, and certainly some degree of dedication and diligence to master the sports but what we're saying is that the overall wellness benefits for your body uh you know, are enormous, not only just doing the sport, but also partaking in a group activity where you get to, you know, share other people's thinking or have conversation. And the degree of wellness that that can create just because you, you can get you can get some things off your chest, you might find a new flame. Um, you know, there, there, could be a, there could be a whole lot of stuff that actually takes place as a result of joining a team sport. That That's what we're trying to get across. It yeah. doesn't have to be something you smash your body up with. Well, I don't even Absolutely. think it has to be a team sport. It could be just, I think we're talking about something that it's competitive, like where you can actually go out there. It doesn't have to be, you know, you know, massively competitive, but it's just something out there that you challenge yourself to kind of achieve some sort of goal. And uh, I mean, a triathlon, you know, if you enter triathlon, I think that's a sport. It's obviously definitely is a sport. And so even doing that, all that preparation and actually on the day of the event, are you prepared? You know, are you ready to, to give it all you got in those circumstances? Yeah, and look, Lawrence, you say that you don't necessarily have to be competitive, but I've got to be honest here. I'm one of those people that as soon as I cross that white line, I, I do get a bit competitive, <laughs> and I do kind of enjoy that yes, side of it. Do. No matter what sport I'm playing, I'm out there, and I do want to play and want to win. Um, but uh, but it is a good point you raise that it doesn't have to be a you know a competitive sport or a team sport to get those benefits. You know, I know when I was training for the ultra marathon, for instance, you know, I met up with this whole group of people who were just into trail running, um, and that's what they did. They all got together each weekend and went on a different trail run all around Adelaide and uh, and they were actually a great group you know they'd really get together and chat about the run and you know you'd be chatting to each other as you were running along and um, there was a real sort of sense of camaraderie and a real sense of team amongst that even though it was quite an individual sport um, so you can get that that sense of 
camaraderie and I guess those uh, you know mental emotional benefits we're talking about from a team sport um, even though that is I guess more of an individual pursuit yeah definitely I mean ultra marathon I mean I still can't get over that you actually done an ultra marathon <laughs> is that just because it's me or just ultra marathons in general no no just ultra marathons in general <laughs> Full on, yeah, it is full on. I mean, I've done a triathlon, and that was enough for me. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I guess you know, moving from that is probably a good segue to move into you know making sure you prepare properly for your event or your sport, whatever it may be. Because as you said before, Lawrence, so often what we see, and and this is a classic in cricket season, where you see that first training of the year. I'm sure this happens at your cricket club too, Damo. And you see guys just rock out, have not done anything between the end of last season and the start of this season. Yeah. And they go out there and just bowl the ball a million miles an hour. And then you see, they do that on the Tuesday night. You see the wall on the Thursday night and they can barely move. You know, they can't raise their arm above their shoulder. They can't, you know, they can barely walk. <laughs> they've just absolutely trashed their body um, because there's been no sense of preparation there. There's been no easing into it. There's been no fitness maintained over the off season. Um, yeah. So we should have a little bit of a chat about, you know, what you need to do to prepare yourself for playing a team sport so that you're actually going to do it in a healthy way and get those benefits from the exercise that you're doing. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Well, that's that's a great point. And look, a lot of people go from the off season, um, having literally gone off track. You know, like literally gone off track with, with food, with with grog, um, with a lack of exercise, a lack of uh, mindset. They might have slept too much. You know, and that is actually possible. You can sleep too much. And uh, and you know, you, you're right, Bredo. So where where would you? Say? I mean, I know what I would do to get to kick off, to get going. In fact, um, my downtime's probably Easter. I have to say, I do love chocolate. Anyway, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know, coming out of this, let's say, sticky phase, I've got to uh, get back into it. So I will, I'll, I'll, I've just about finished all of my eggs and I think I'll give some to some poor people. But uh, <laughs> I, I know that um, I've now got to eat much better food again and I'll get back on track and I'll get back exercising again. What, what's the advice that you give to other people seeking wellness? Well, I think the first point is that you really want to try and minimize your off-season as much as possible. You know, as much as you want to, you know, I know for me in the off-season, I want to get away from the outdoor cricket. I don't necessarily want to be thinking about outdoor cricket the whole off-season or, you know, batting or anything like that. I want to sort of get away from that and do something else. Um, But I also want to make sure that I'm not just spending, you know, four or five months of the year just sitting on my butt not doing any exercise at all. Um, so I just make sure I transition into other forms of exercise and other forms of fitness, um, which I also do during the cricket season too. But just to try and maintain that as much as possible during the off-season so that I don't get back to the start of next season going, oh my God, I'm you know right back where I started. I've got to you know, start all over again and I'm in a bit of trouble here because I'm struggling. So I think you know, try to have as little an off-season. You know, try and maintain that as best you can because you know, it's always so much easier to maintain than it is to regain your fitness. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So if you can manage to maintain that, whether that's your fitness, whether that's your diet, whatever it is, the more you can maintain that during the off-season, the better you're going to be. Um, but then obviously if you have let that go a bit during the off-season, then you need to build it back up slowly. You know, you shouldn't be going out there hitting your first ever training session trying to bowl the ball at you know, 130 k's an hour. Or, you know, if you're there playing netball, you don't want to be, you know, sprinting full out on your first training session without, you know, warming up, without preparing, without stretching. Um, you know, you, you want to ease your way back into it. And, you know, perhaps those first couple of training sessions need to be a little bit lighter until you get, you know, get yourself back up and running and get that body moving a little bit again. So um, you need to think about easing yourself back into it, I think is really important. Yeah. Um, 
and I think you need to think about what sort of exercise you're doing as you're easing yourself back into it. So start training in a way that's going to replicate some of the sort of activities you're going to have to do once training gets into full speed again. Mm. Um, so start preparing for what it is that you need to do in that sport um, so that you're going to be a little bit prepared for it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think planning is really important. You know, like if you know your season, you know, all of us know when the season is going to start, right? You know, six weeks out from the season, you should start doing some activities that mimic that type of sport, you know, like in cricket or in softball or baseball or even netball. Most sport have a running component to it. You know, you might want to start doing some light jogging or if you haven't done anything in the off season, but, you know, some running and some sprinting, you know, if you haven't don't know how to run, go to our uh, interview with uh, chris mcdougall right born to run and and start yeah. doing some of those activities and that's how i would prepare for my uh you know sort of a pre-season training and you know at the time of, of training is that i don't you don't want to go 100 percent. you don't want to be throwing you know uh you know if you're playing baseball or softball or cricket you don't want to be throwing at 100 percent. you know the very first day you want to you know back it off start at 60 percent, and you know ease your way into it rather than just you know like brett already mentioned and just going straight at 100 but one thing i i really do a lot of at the beginning and I still continue through the season is a lot of stretching you know because you're going to develop those muscles that you haven't utilized for you know four or five months and um, you want to stretch those ligaments and those joints that you haven't touched in in the off season if you don't typically uh, do anything during the off season so I think uh, fundamentally is stretching before a, a, a training session and stretching after a training session is really really important it, you know on a day-to-day basis from because most of us really have training session what once a week or twice a week maybe and games usually once a week and there's a lot of days in between i think those are the times that we really should be doing some stretching as well uh, to prepare ourselves and be um you know limbered up so that you are prepared to to play or train for that particular sport that you're in good yeah, point absolutely. but you know bretto bretto talks about uh, doing uh, a lot of functional movements and those sorts of things in his exercise, and and I do that with uh, with insanity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, LT, I've seen you do some crazy stuff with your personal trainer, um, and that includes exercise. You know, mind you, um, but <laughs> 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 lucky Karen doesn't listen to these podcasts. But uh, <laughs> just joking, yeah. just joking. But you know, it's the functional exercises, the functional movements that we're talking about here. You know, because if you are doing functional exercise, then uh, you know, really, I suppose it's a bit of a moot point to then have to think about the things that you should be doing in your cricket game or your rugby game or your baseball game. Because if you are doing functional exercise then it's likely that the movements that will be required for those sorts of sports will actually be included in the training that you're actually doing anyway. Um, yeah, if you do do that functional exercise, you're going to be doing pushes, you're going to be doing pulling stuff, you're going to be doing throwing stuff, um, you're going to be working out all of those different muscle groups. Um, and also, if you can actually manage to keep doing that functional exercise whilst you're playing sport, what it's going to mean is it's going to take away some of that, um, I guess, the repetitive or the the repetitiveness of the sport. So, you know, if you're playing cricket, then you know that's very much a one-sided activity where you're constantly bowling with that right arm. So you want to be making sure you're doing some functional exercise outside of that where you're using the rest of your body as well. So that making sure that you're not just, you know, becoming very good at bowling a cricket ball but losing your strength and your stability and, you know, all those other things in other areas of your body. You want to maintain that overall fitness and not just become an absolute specialist because... You know, if you look at specialists in any form of sport, um, they tend to be pretty prone to get injured right? because they're really good at doing one particular activity. Uh, but their overall fitness, their, their overall package isn't always that good because they're so specialized at doing the one thing that they really want to be very good at. Mm. So keep doing some well-rounded exercise. Well, let's move on to the... Um 
food preparation demo like you know obviously some people who go you know we have christmas and we have easter and you know we have all these holidays in the off season and people kind of you know start doing some drinking and some eating some uh, unhealthy food and they realize oh my god all right got to start playing again i better start (laughs) doing something properly and eating properly what would you suggest uh, that people start doing in terms of preparing uh, assuming someone had had a terrible off season didn't do anything you know, what should they start doing and how should they start to, I guess, detoxing, quote unquote, um, to prepare themselves in terms of wellness to get them ready for the season? Well, the common thing, LT, you know, is to detox after the retox. And the challenge with doing a detox after retox is that you seesaw. And I think that one of the key things to do, I suppose, in a wellness mindset is to allow your body um, to not go too far, you know, allow your mind not to go too far as well. Just pack it in, like just be aware very much of the shift or the change from your more well state into your lack of well state. You know, if you're aware of it, then you can pick it back sooner rather than later. But let's just say, for exa- argument's sake, which is the point you bring up, that you've let it go for a whole you know, off season and now you're ready to get back into it. Like, there's a lot of blokes who don't play anything through the summer, they just booze up, hang out you know, go to the cricket and watch it rather than play it um, and then get to try and get stuck back into footy or rugby or, um, in your case, softball or whatever else. But um, And like a lot of girls as well, you know, there's a lot of girls that only play uh, winter netball and uh, they play the indoor netball, they don't play the outdoor netball. Uh, or it could be another type of sport as well, in, in which case they've let themselves go so far that they're actually really going to now sharpen it right up. I reckon the key thing would be to start with at least one meal a day. You know, just go, okay, well, where can I sharpen that one up? Can I have a better breakfast? Um, If your breakfast is great, you know, let's say, for example, you're already doing forage, then maybe you might do, should I have said that? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> is that right? Uh, maybe, maybe you might then choose to fix up your lunch, um, or maybe it could just be that you've snuck up to have a couple of drinks of alcohol every single night. Why don't you cut that back and have more AFDs than not? You know, try and have an AFW. That could be novel. That could be a really good thing to do. Um, and many people might, in fact, just need to drop the coffee. It could be maybe cut back the coffee instead of taking, you know, three cups a day, maybe cut it back to one a day or just go for one every other day or maybe just have it when you catch out with friends. But just to set some kind of a limitation or some kind of a change, make some kind of a change in the right direction, but most importantly, plot it. So write it down, be aware of the change that you're making for that particular week or for the next few days and then graduate to the next one. And if you've got someone else to make those changes with, it makes it all that much easier. So, Damo, it might be worth spelling out to people if they're about to head back into playing some sport or they're already playing some sport, you know, what are the what are we talking about? What are the risks associated with having a diet that's got too much sugar in it or too much coffee or too much alcohol in it? What's that going to do to them, um, you know, when they get out there and start trying to play sport? Well, systemically, Bredo, great point. Systemically, when you're having foods that are you know, of that nature, too much caffeine, so too much overstimulation of adrenaline, um, or too much alcohol, so a lot of um, central nervous system uh, suppression, uh, or a lot of carbohydrates, which a lot of people do tend to have, and especially the sweet and fried ones or the baked ones, um, those particular things can actually stimulate a fair bit of inflammation within the body. And the inflammation means that in the weaker muscles, when they tear or the weaker ligaments, when they tear, as you would normally expect to have a little tear uh, in your in, in your training or in your uh, preparation to getting back into things, you, you won't repair as well as what you should. And so the downside will be that you're at greater risk of having a 
more significant injury if your body's already pre-inflamed. The other thing could be too, and look, as you push on through the years, that inflammation could be associated with you know more disastrous things like plucking in the arteries or it could be associated with pre-diabetic changes. It could be these sorts of things that could be going on because inflammation drives these diseases too. And so the key thing to do will be to decrease that inflammation and that would be to drink a lot more water, maybe get involved in having a little bit of vegetable juice or having vegetable juices more frequently. Go to a more... Um, probably a less processed eating program. So a lot more fruits and vegetables, a lot more organic and uh, grass-fed um, protein sources. You know, try to avoid stacking up with lots of grains with every single meal and, you know, just settle everything down. Try and limit the amount of dairy going to your body so that you're not actually creating a huge challenge for your system but actually getting into some really digest easy digestive habits that will give you lots of protein, lots of fat and lots of carbohydrates that will assist the body in health, you know, healthy repair, I suppose. Decreased inflammation. And drink more water. <laughs> you know, did I people- not say that? Oh, I mean, that's not, I don't think you did, but I mean, that's one of probably the most important thing um, of all that to help heal the body. I mean, really, especially when you're playing sport, a lot of people just don't drink enough, you know, and people might be listening to this and go, oh yeah, I know all that. I know all that. But yet we see the amount of people that drink, you know, an energy drink or a mother drink or a Red Bull before a game. And then they, you know, they said, oh, let me have an energy bar or a chocolate bar, just a, you know, a Snickers bar or Mars bar to get me going uh, before a game, thinking that energy is really good source. But, you know, like you said it just causes so much inflammatory response in the body that's going to cause huge amounts of problems then they they follow up with gatorade and you know all that other um nutritional very all that crap that uh, they're putting in their body which is uh, and then they finish off with a coke and a beer yeah and i think it's a great point that you make there about the energy loans because that's probably the other thing that people need to think about in terms of what they're eating is it's really impacting the amount of energy they've got so you know if you're sitting there and you get to the end of the day at work and you think oh i've got to get out to training now and i'm feeling pretty tired and i'm you know not up for it or you know some people will be skipping trainings because they're not feeling up for it because they're tired at the end of a long day Um, and it might be that you're just not eating the right stuff or maybe you're not getting enough exercise Mm. Um, so you haven't got that energy to go out there and do often the one thing that you absolutely love doing which is getting out and playing your sport and spending some time with your mates and and having a blast Um, and it may be the reason that you're not, not having energy for that is that you're not eating as well as you should be and exercising. Well, that's the last point, I think. I think the last point would be, you know, how do you mentally prepare for a season? I think, and we talked about the exercise preparation. We talked about the food preparation. The last point is is the mental preparation. We got to know that the season is a long season, right? It's not, you know, you don't need to... I see so many guys who go full out in the first, you know, two or three weeks and, you know, they injure themselves, like they twist their ankle or they hurt their foot and then they can't play at their best for the rest of the season. You know, a season is a very long season and we see football players all the time now, right? Football season just started here in Australia and, you know, teams that are doing really well in the first 10 weeks, you know, not necessarily can hold that rhythm all the way out to the last, you know, last few weeks, which is the most important when you get into, you know, playoffs and, and finals. Which I think Tigers. Yeah, <laughs> they were in I'm, I'm a Port fan. I think we lasted one week. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to win one game, right? <laughs> but I, I think what you mentioned there, Brett, is really important is to to know that when to pull back. You know, I think a lot of us, because as we get older, you know, each season just piles on. You know, Dan, what you've been saying, you've been playing for 20 years with the same club. We forget that as we get older, our mind still 
says we're 18 years old, but our body <laughs> doesn't feel like an 18 year old anymore. You don't, re- I, well, you know what, for most people who exercise and, and do functional exercises and do all that stuff and, and keep on to wellness, they do, right? They hold their body up really well. And you can tell those guys, but we're talking about the weekend warriors and what they forget yeah. is that their body is one year older and one more year toxic. And I see so many guys when you come back to the, uh, you know, a year later, you haven't seen them for eight months and they come back, you know, they're a little bit bigger. You know, they, they've just gone a, a little bit heavier set and which means that, you know, their body is definitely an inflammatory response. So you got to know when to pull back, you know, especially in those early days, when to say, you know what, I've probably done too much, you know, and let's not try to, you know, throw that extra uh, couple of throws or try to hit that extra couple of balls or do that extra run. Know when your limits are so that you can actually properly repair yourself so that you can be ready for the next next week. And I think that's yeah, a really important aspect. And I'm going to jump in here, LT, because one of my absolute pet hates is when people put everything down to getting old. Mm. And oh. you hear it all the time, and you hear it in your sports team, and they're like, oh, look, you know, I'm 29 now, and I'm too old, my knee's not holding up, and, you know, whatever. And so they're, they're you know, jumping out of the sport. And what I say to people is most of the time, what people are putting down to old age is not old age at all. It's actually just not functioning well over time. Mm. So their body's actually wearing out and degenerating, not because they're getting older, although that there is a natural, healthy aging but what most people are doing is really accelerated aging just because they're not looking after themselves i mean that's right look at some of the guys we've interviewed like uh, like you know paul check and mark sisson and you know these guys are late into their 50s and they are just doing amazing stuff in terms of their exercise their fitness Crazy. you know they are just doing amazing stuff and it just shows that it is possible if you look after yourself so so just be wary of putting it down to oh i'm getting old and understand that probably it's not the fact you're getting old it's the fact that you haven't been looking after yourself so you haven't been functioning well over time and so you're wearing out quicker than you should be yeah that's it that's it look you know there was a couple of blokes um this year in cricket who who look you know i'm going to say this openly knowing that most of the blokes at cricket actually listen to these podcasts (laughs) um that's how we've got our ratings so high you know (laughs) but these blokes know i'm going to tell us i'm going to tell it like it is these blokes haven't let they haven't looked after themselves many of the blokes in my team are 10, 15, 20, some of them like 50 or 60 kilos overweight and they drink a lot, they drink Diet Coke, they drink Gatorades, they eat crappy food, they'll bring Tim Tams as their afternoon tea and, <laughs> you know, they'll do all this sort of stuff and then they'll get off the, off the you know, the ground, they're knackered after a long day in the field and it, it takes them almost a whole week to get back to, to where it should be. Now, some of these guys actually approached me this year and said, Damo, how do I get this sorted out? And I helped them out. I suggested eat more protein before a game, eat bucket loads of salad, have a big protein-rich meal before the game, make sure that if you're going to do um, any kind of electrolyte replacement, it, it has a full complement of minerals, so magnesium, sodium, potassium, calcium and not a, you know not just sodium chloride so you know a full spectrum and Brett's got a great recipe for that you know he makes it up himself um, but you can get some really good ones out there that are that are actually okay um, and and not to not to have those fizzy drinks especially with a spartame in them because they just stuff your body up oh, so terrible. you know I gave them just that simple advice and most of them actually all of them that actually made this change said to me Damo I never knew it was that easy it was that easy, you know, yeah. and that's what I loved. I thought it was excellent. Well done, Damo. Yeah, Simple. it's fantastic. I mean, it's this is exactly what we wanted to share with you guys is that it's about wellness. It's about everything that we talk about in all of these podcasts and in previous weeks. You bring in together, but in terms of playing a sport, it, you just follow this exactly same 
principles, right? That doesn't change. You eat mm. healthy, you exercise healthy, and you have a great mental attitude. And that's what, you know, exercise and team sports all about. And when you add team sport and you actually play with someone, you have that competitive nature, You it's a great ground, uh, training ground for you to actually utilize some of those skills and those reflexes and adaptations and your ability to repair and respond uh, to injuries. And I think that's a really good place to, to add to that competitiveness as well. So... And that's great. Another great episode, guys, and uh, full of lots of information. I hope you guys listen to that again. But make sure you tell everybody about thewellnessguys.com. We're just getting massive hits on uh, the website and also on Facebook as well. And we've been getting a lot of comments there. So follow us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, of course, and ask us any questions by email or on Facebook. And uh, sign up for each notice of each episode and make sure you download us and subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guy Show.